if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. We get started at six minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday, the first morning of the month of December, the final month of what has been just an unbelievable, horrific year. The month of December in the year of our Lord 2020. Thanks so much for being with us. Coming up on the program in about a half an hour, we will talk with Tom Zawistowski, the president of the We the People Convention and the Portage County Tea Party. Tom is about to go nuclear. That's all I'll say for the moment. In a short while, I will tell you what Tom and I are going to talk about. About the press release that Tom put out today on behalf of We the People, the We the People Convention. Uh, and Tom is, like I said, he's about to just go nuclear. And that means um, extremism in response to extremism. And I think that's how I'm going to phrase it when I talk to Tom, and I'm going to ask him to explain. But he put out a press release today calling for some extreme actions in response to an extreme situation. And I'm going to kind of just let that hang there for a moment. Um only because I want to give it its proper attention, and I can't do it in an intro. But Tom Zawistowski at 9.35 this morning, you're going to want to be here for his suggestion. You're going to want to be here for what he believes is the way for President Trump and for, well, quite frankly, for this republic that is in dire need of saving uh, the best way for him to do that. So that's coming up at 9.35. Then at 10.10, as it is a Tuesday, you know, it's a great day because it's a Kersenow day, and Peter Kersenow will indeed be with us at 10.10 this morning to talk about Tom's suggestion and to talk about where we stand with respect to the election fraud that so many of us believe took place and what is being done to counter it and what is being done to stop it. I've got a lot of info on that for you. We're also going to talk about COVID restrictions and uh, some important information with respect to uh, the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court of the United States. We didn't talk about this yesterday, but it, of course, happened over the Thanksgiving Day break uh, that we, uh, you know, the four days that we had off that the Supreme Court did announce uh, Andrew Cuomo was not constitutionally authorized to limit attendance at churches in New York State. That's a big, big ruling because it could lead to many other um lawsuits that have been filed against various governmental executives, governors usually in these states, uh, that are taking it upon themselves to tell people when and where they can practice their faith. Uh, 
which, of course, is a direct violation of the First Amendment, telling us that we have the free exercise of religion in this country. But So we're going to talk about COVID restrictions, and we're going to talk about schools especially, because there has been a lot of reaction to what I told you about yesterday about Dr. Anthony Fauci, who has been Mr. Close the Schools, Close the Schools, Close the Schools from the beginning of the COVID crisis way back in February and March, um, to now saying, as we've said from the beginning, no, close the bars, but open the schools because the kids don't get uh, sick very easily and the kids don't transmit it to other people very easily. <sighs> How this guy became the all-powerful, all-knowing voice of dealing with pandemics is is going to be a mystery for decades and decades to come. People are going to be writing about how this little uh, troll um, somehow was granted the power, especially by President Trump. Dr. Fauci wouldn't be in his position of authority if President Trump didn't put him on the uh, uh, as the face of the uh, of the uh, coronavirus task force. You know, and I support our president. I love what our president has done for this country, but that was a ball drop. Dr. Fauci should not be in this position. He has taken every position on everything, and we're going to hit that today as well. So there's there's a lot of information to get to. Let me start with where we are with respect to the election. Arizona and Wisconsin have both certified their election yesterday. And if you think that's bad news, it is. Let's be real. It seems like every time we file, when I say we, I mean those of us who believe that the shenanigans that took place on election day and election night and the following morning uh, are the true theft of the uh, of the will of the people. I do. I think our will has been stolen. Um, but uh, every time you know we get a new result here from a recount that was ordered or a lawsuit that has been filed and a hearing that has been held, we're getting bad news. It's real, and it is depressing. Let's be honest with you. Two battleground states, Arizona and Wisconsin, many of us believe that there were some illegal doings in those states, uh, both certified their votes yesterday, closing the door on President Trump's legal battles in those states. Joe Biden was certified as the winner in both states. Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs certified their state's results. Doug, uh, uh, Doug Ducey and Attorney General Mark Brnovich and Supreme Court Chief Justice Robert Brutinell served as witnesses and saying, yes, Arizona's election results are final and they are certified. Despite the unprecedented challenge, Hobbs said, Arizonans showed up for our democracy. Every voter, Arizona voter has my thanks and should know that they can stand proud that this election was conducted with transparency, accuracy, and fairness. Now, those are the things, of course, that we are challenging, that those things were done at all. Meanwhile, over in Wisconsin, Wisconsin Elections Commission's chairwoman Ann Jacobs certified the votes in that state one day after a partial recount, which actually found about 87 more votes for Biden. That's embarrassing. Make no mistake about it. That's embarrassing. The left, of course, is laughing and mocking and saying, see, this proves, uh, etc. But do not think for one second that the certification of the elections, while bad news for us and our side, do not think that that is the be-all, end-all. President Trump isn't going that quickly or that easily. He tweeted out, the president did, that the Wisconsin recount is not about finding mistakes in the count. It is about finding people who have voted illegally. And that case will be brought after the recount is over. So in other words, now that Wisconsin has certified the votes, the president is going to sue to challenge that certified result. Does that make sense? 
In Arizona, same story. Results can be contested for five days after the certification. And his team is, but he, I mean, let's be real. Let's, let's, like I said, let's just be 100% up for an honest year about where we are. I said this back on like November 5th, 6th, 7th, that the challenges that were going to be issued legally and otherwise, um, it, it, you know, for, for President Trump to take the presidency and have a second term, he was going to have to basically complete about five consecutive Hail Mary passes. And a lot of people, you know, kind of chastised me for that and said, no, it's it's obvious. It's obvious. Look at this, look at that, and look at the other thing. And I said, I know it's obvious. But these people are good at this. These people um, are not, this isn't their first rodeo when it comes to cheating and stealing elections and allowing illegals to vote, meaning not just illegal aliens, but, you know, people who are not authorized to vote in various places, uh, people casting votes for other individuals, for dead people, for people who are uh, moved out of state, but yet they're still on the certain state's voter rolls, all of these things. I said, to to overturn the results in three, four, or five states, plus prove dominion, which is what Sidney Powell and General McInerney and others are trying to do, and Lynn Wood are trying to do, we have to con- complete like five Hail Mary passes in a row. And as you know, a Hail Mary pass in football is highly unlikely to be completed at all. That's why I call it a Hail Mary. Throw it as high as you can and pray and hope that it lands in the arms of one of your guys and the mass of of people crowded around the goal line. Well, completing five of those in a row is next to impossible, and that's where we sit. The president's going to fight in Wisconsin. The president's going to fight in Arizona, which has just certified. He is fighting in Pennsylvania. Not as much in Michigan right now. But the reality of it is... These have been a string of setbacks. Every time we get a result from a judge who hears a case and a challenge, the judge kicks it. Every time we get a recount in a state like Georgia, for example, now partial wheat recount in Wisconsin, um, it certifies what they had the first time. Or, like I said, in the case of, of Wisconsin, it actually found more votes, a few dozen more, for Biden. We are in a very, very desperate situation. Now, the frustrating part about it for us is not just that we know the election is stolen. It's not just that we know that these Hail Mary passes are unlikely to be completed. To me, one of the most frustrating things about it is that the Democrats know it. They know it. And yet they get to sanctimoniously appear before cameras and behind microphones and scream about the importance of the integrity of our democracy. Our democracy is under attack, they say. Well, they're right, but they're saying that democracy is under attack by Trump and the Republican Party and Trump supporters who want to invalidate what they say is a perfectly legal election. They know full well the Democrats stole the election. They themselves stole the election, and yet they preach to us about attacks on democracy. They are the ones who are literally in, uh, destroying democracy right now. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. A survey was done by Rasmussen asking Democrats and Republicans if they believe that the Democrats won the presidential election through illegitimate means. Unsurprisingly, 
Around 75% of Republicans believed, yeah, the election was stolen through nefarious means, through elections, or excuse me, through electoral fraud, whether it be the Dominion and Smartmatic voting machines, whether it be the hammer and scorecard software, or whether it be the mail-in ballots being post-dated or, uh, you know, uh, being postmarked prior to the, the election on November 3rd, rather. Backdated, I guess is the best way to say that. Whether it be, uh, you know, Republican election officials not being allowed to observe the count in the uh, counting rooms. 75% of Republicans believe the election was stolen by those means. Among independent voters, non-registered Republicans nor Democrats, about 39% believe the election was stolen. So we'll call that four in ten people, which is not an insignificant number. And among Democrats... One of every three. About one-third, just over 30% of Democrats believe that it is, quote, very likely that their own party stole the election. That's, That's just a smack in the face of decency, of legitimacy, of democracy. They themselves believe their guy and their party stole the election through a number of illegal means, and yet they are not calling for action to be taken. They're celebrating. They're clicking their heels together. They're saying, heck, yes, we stole it, but who cares? We got rid of Orange Man bad. And that is where it starts to just, it starts to rub you a little bit raw, doesn't it? So President Trump is facing a massive, massive, massive hill to climb. To his credit, he is saying he is going to climb it. But to also to his credit, I think to some degree, he is acknowledging that the difficult road that lies ahead is, you know, that, that, that path is probably not climbable. It's why he's talking about running again in 2024. It's why he's talking about how hard it is to get challenges before the Supreme Court of the United States. And so he is kind of acknowledging that maybe this is not something that we can do right now. Not because it's fair, but exactly the opposite, because the Democrats know how to play unfair games. The Democrats know how to tilt the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the playing field, if you will, so that it's not level, and that's what they have been successful at. Meanwhile... Conservatives and Republicans who were never big Trump fans in the first place, including uh, the editors and writers, so many of them at National Review, uh, they are telling Donald Trump to exit stage left and to do it now because he is disgracing himself and the conservative movement. Trump's disgraceful endgame ran yesterday on National Review. And they are essentially telling him whether it was stolen or not. You are not accepting the results of this theft peacefully and with integrity and with uh, dignity. And uh, you need to stop that right away and just get out. Well, I'm going to circle back now to the beginning of the program from 15 minutes ago. A dignified exit is one way to call for it, or is one uh, is one idea, one option, I guess, for the president, a dignified exit to say, you know what, I still don't believe it, but I have to go if the Electoral College says I have to go, and I will go. The other side of that coin is the less dignified option, 
It's the option being proposed by Tom Zawistowski and his organization, the We the People Convention. Calling for something a little bit uh, different than a dignified exit, calling for something a little bit different than accepting the results of the stolen election, calling for a very, very serious action to be taken. I will share with you what it is coming up after this break. Then I will ask Tom to explain it in depth at 9.35 when he joins us. The election has been stolen. The President of the United States is being cheated out of a second term. And Tom says he nor we, neither he nor we, should stand for it. That part of the story coming up after this on AM 1420 The Answer. Okay, it's 927. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. We are talking about um, an incredible situation right now, and that situation is that the election for President of the United States has been stolen. It has been stolen as plain as day, and there is there is a mountain of evidence that it has been stolen in numerous states. However, unfortunately, elections officials and judges alike have kicked all of that evidence to the, to the side and basically denied its existence. And that's extreme. And sometimes extreme situations call for extreme measures. This is extreme. Doesn't mean it's wrong. I'm going to talk to Tom Zawistowski about this in about uh, eight minutes. But this is the extreme measure being called for by the We the People Convention that Tom Zawistowski represents. They published a full-page ad in the Washington Times newspaper today demanding that President Trump invoke limited martial law in order to allow the U.S. military to oversee a new free and fair federal election if legislators, courts, and Congress refuse to follow the Constitution. And the bottom line is they have. I agree with Tom. I agree with the We the People Convention. And what they say in their press release, the legislators, the courts, and the Congress thus far have made it impossible for uh, us to complete any of those Hail Mary passes we're talking about. So Tom has released a, sent out a press release today saying, we want to express our concerns to the president, to the legislators, the courts, and the Congress, that we, the people, will not cede our exclusive constitutional right to elect our representatives to judges, lawyers, courts, governors, secretaries of state, Congress, corrupt election officials, and local politicians, the corrupt media, or leftists' threats of violence. It is our exclusive right to elect our president, and that sacred right has been infringed upon by the massive planned illegal election fraud conducted by corrupt Democrat-slash-socialist party operatives across our nation to steal our vote. We will not stand for it. The ad in question... That is a full-page ad now, again, in the Washington Times, compares the extraordinary executive actions implemented by President Lincoln in his efforts to save the Union during the Civil War and presidential action needed to avoid a shooting Civil War that is threatening our nation today. Tom Z in the press release said this, without full confidence that our courts or Congress will indeed follow the 12th Amendment of the Constitution and defend our electoral process, 
The ad calls upon President Trump, like Lincoln, to exercise the extraordinary powers of his office to declare limited martial law to temporarily suspend the Constitution and civilian control of these federal elections in order to have the military implement a national re-vote. I told you it was extreme. It is indeed. It is out there. But what do we have to lose right now? We are already losing our, our republic. We're already losing democracy. Is this the way to go? We're going to talk to Tom Zawistowski, the man who wrote this ad for the Washington Times, coming up after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, it is 9.36 now. We continue on AM 1420, The Answer. President Trump. You and every other official in our local, state, and federal governments, and everyone in law enforcement, and in our military, have sworn an oath that says, I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. It is time for everyone who swore that oath to act upon it. The enemies are within our gates, and our Constitution and nation are in real risk of being lost. Excuse me of being lost to this socialist communist invasion unless you act decisively. And what action should the president take? Well, let's bring in Tom Zawistowski, the president of the We the People Convention, as well as the Portage County Tea Party, to answer that question. Tom, good morning, sir. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for having me on again. Well, thank you for coming on to talk about this, because when I got wind of this full-page ad in the Washington Times that is running this morning in which you are calling for a very extreme measure to respond to a very extreme set of circumstances with respect to the theft of this election. I said, we're going to need a little bit more uh, explanation here. So, Tom, let's start out, if we can, by going to the history that you did in this full-page ad, talking about something that President Lincoln did to preserve the Union at that time. Tell us about that. Well, I thought it was important uh, to draw a contrast between you know, what I think is is the crisis most similar to the crisis we have now, and that is the Civil War. And during the Civil War, President Lincoln used extraordinary presidential authority to do things like suspend habeas corpus, your, your right to a, a trial. He, uh, he arrested, you know, the owners and, and editors of newspapers. He, uh, he put an Ohio congressman uh, in, in jail for speaking out against him in the war. He uh, actually uh, had an arrest warrant out for the Chief Justice of the United States, uh, you know, Supreme Court, for uh, his uh, ruling against him uh, suspending habeas corpus. So the point being that in, in times when the nation is in, in danger, when you know, the Union is, is you know, really in, in trouble, uh, it takes courage. It takes the president with the leadership skills and, and the courage to do what is necessary to preserve the Union. And so our ad makes the case that the times we are in today are even more dangerous uh, than the times that we had in the Civil War. And I lay that out, and then we, we ask President Trump to take decisive action, and that is to use limited martial law, and he did a great job of reading that paragraph uh, you know, earlier in, in the show, limited uh, you know, martial law for the sole purpose of having the military oversee a national revote. And we think this is the only path forward for several reasons that we can discuss here. 
Absolutely, I do want to discuss that, and um, and it's important to to know about the history that you're talking about here because I, I you know, people who are left of center, um, you know, and especially the the radicals are going to look at what you are saying here in this ad, Tom, that you put in the Washington Times, and say. Far right nut job is calling for uh, the arrest of the editors of the Washington Post and of the New York Times and maybe the producers at CNN because you know you referenced Lincoln ordered new, uh, northern newspapers that spoke against him to be shut down and have their owners uh, and, and editors arrested. I want you to clarify, Tom. You're not saying that the same things that Lincoln did during that time during the Civil War is what you're calling for for President Trump in that regard. You're just talking about extreme measures that were taken in response to, obviously, a, a terribly extreme situation as you know, as we fought literally to preserve the Union. Um, because well, that's what they're going to do, Tom. They're going to say, this is what you're calling for now. And I want to be very clear, let you be clear, that's not what you're saying, that you want to arrest editors and newspaper writers and, and news anchors and so on and so forth. Well, you know, Bob, it's part of the uh, psychology of this ad. Uh, one of the things we put in the headline, as you read it, ex- exercising extraordinary authority in defense of our vote may be required because martial law is better than civil war. And the left bias, you know, they've been talking about Trump the dictator since the minute he came down the escalator. And, and so their immediate thought it takes them to tanks in the street, the military, you know, uh, you know, in, you know, putting Trump in as dictator for life. You know, that's what they see when they and when they hear the words martial law. And that was intentional because then we were able to describe what martial law really looks like under Abraham Lincoln. But then in the ad, we take that all away. And we, we, we say what we are defining martial law as is limited martial law to basically have our military enforce a legal election. Well, no one has ever declared martial law to have a fair election. Usually they declare martial law to overthrow a fair election and keep the dictator in power. And so, you know, when that was intentionally done, because what we are is reasonable. Uh, you know, as you read the, uh, the statement about the oath of office, you know, that the military takes. They, you know, they swear to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Well, what is more in line with that oath of office than to be the body, the institution that, you know, lets us have a fair vote? And so this is not extreme at all. And I, and I would have your listeners do some research on their own. Martial law has been declared in the United States 68 times, including by George Bush. And it's been done, you know, in a limited way to do things exactly like this. Because, Bob, as you so rightly pointed out uh, in your earlier, you know, opening to the show, we are in serious trouble as a nation because all of our institutions are failing us. They're all corrupt. And in our ad, it has a line that says, unfortunately, we're at a point where we can only trust our military to do this to put on a fair election because our corrupt political class and courts have proven their inability to act fairly and within the law. And this is apparent. It's, it's clear as day. And so, you know, while the left can say whatever they want about, you know, some crazy extreme person is, to, you know, is suggesting martial law, our answer to them is, well, what? You don't want a fair election? Is that, you know, you have the votes, right? You told us that Joe Biden won. So what do you got to lose if we have a fair election? 
This is as reasonable I, I go back when you as talk anything about, can happen. Yeah, I go back. I go back when you talk about that to uh, you know a couple of great analogies that Jim Jordan made uh, um, uh, last week. You know, he said uh, if a receiver knows he made the catch, he's not afraid of the review. If the Beautiful. director yeah. knows that he's made a great movie, he's not afraid of the critics. Well, if Democrats know that they won the election, they shouldn't be afraid of an audit, and they are, and there's a reason for that. So I think you're spot right. on on that. Now, Tom Z, uh, I want to go and let you kind of. In a in a summary version, lay out the case for the extraordinary event and the extraordinary times that we're talking about right now. Because you know you can, you're comparing the Civil War, which of course had you know six hundred thousand plus casualties as brother fought against brother and neighbor against neighbor, depending on their point of view. You're comparing that extraordinary time in American history to today, suggesting that, as you said, martial law is better than another civil war. Lay out the case for martial law. Lay out the case for a, a military-run revote. What exactly are the circumstances that would lead you to compare what's going on now to that time, perhaps the darkest time in American history? Well, Bob, it is, as Lincoln, you know, uh, defended his suspension of habeas corpus, you know, in the, the New York Times in 1863, the, the, the problem is lawlessness. Bob, what you and all of your listeners and, and all Americans have been witnessing for the last four years are, are just blatant criminal activity, whether it's Antifa and BLM, Burning, you know, uh, down, you know, buildings or, you know, creating riots or tearing down statues, defacing public property, or, or quite frankly, whether it's the FBI and the TOJ who are incredibly silent when there is such clear evidence of, of election fraud, of federal crimes. Where is Bill Barr? Where is Ray and the FBI? We have, there is literally a crisis within our, in our you know, government because people are not following the law. And that is what makes the United States really the unique place it is because people in America just take it for granted. But other places in the world, it is the rule of men. It is the dictator, the monarch, who says thumbs up or thumbs down. What separates us is that the law protects us all equally. Well, we haven't had equal justice under the law, Bob, for a long, long time. And so what is required here is a a rollback to the base level of the military is the only institution we can trust. Let's start with a fair election and then move forward from there. Because... Bob, you know, and I know, people are buying guns like crazy. There are people you and I know who are buying guns that make me afraid because I know they can't handle a gun. I don't think they should have a gun. Why are they doing it? Well, the surveys are saying because they're afraid of Antifa and, and BLM, and they want to protect their family and their property and their rights. We are on the verge of a shooting civil war, and it is President Trump's responsibility to make sure that doesn't happen. And this act we're asking him to do is, is fair and is, is reasonable and will, again, start to reset things so that we can move forward with at least knowing one thing. We had a fair election, and the, and the president that was elected is who the people wanted. you got to start from that baseline because that's literally how our country started, wasn't it? 
That Yes, indeed it was. No question about it. Uh, Tom Zawistowski is our guest. He's the president of the We the People Convention, <clears throat> also the Portage County Tea Party. Tom, I want to read not from your ad in the Washington Times today, the full-page ad we're discussing, but rather from your press release announcing this ad. And then a follow-up question to that. You wrote... Without full confidence that our courts or Congress will indeed follow the 12th Amendment of the Constitution and defend our electoral process, the ad calls upon President Trump, like Lincoln, to exercise the extraordinary powers of his office and declare limited martial law to temporarily suspend the Constitution and civilian control of these federal elections in order to have the military implement a national revote that reflects the true will of the people, federal candidates only, paper ballots, no computers, hand-counted with both parties watching, only registered voters, photo ID to prove residents, conducted safely with everyone wearing masks and six feet apart, just like we did in Ohio. Now, that's all I want to read in order to ask you the part about suspending the Constitution. Your detractors, far-left radicals and haters of what you are talking about and haters of President Trump will say, wait a minute, you want to support and defend the Constitution by telling Donald Trump he gets to suspend the Constitution by way of this limited martial law? They're going to say that's hypocritical. Your thoughts? And so that's why we used the Lincoln example to show that martial law is part of the Constitution. It is a, a right of the president to declare martial law in, in the appropriate circumstances. And let's just be straightforward, Bob. Who's suspending the Constitution? How about the people that are cheating in the elections? How about the people who are committing felonies? How about, how about Supreme Court justices in Pennsylvania who can, with a straight face, rule that the law says that you have a right to, to view the ballots But that doesn't give you a right to actually see the ballots. It only gives you a right to be in the building. How insane is that? How insane is it to have judges like uh, Roberts when he ruled for the, uh, the, you know, you mentioned the the ruling in New York about uh, religious freedom and the churches have the right to, to hold services. And Roberts rules against that, not recognizing that religious liberty is a First Amendment right that was being infringed. The fact is, we have had our Constitution you know, suspended by this illegal activity, and the martial law is a constitutional activity, and, and we need to do this. Bob, I learned a long time ago in the Tea Party movement, politics is, is about force and not about influence. They are literally cheating in plain sight and saying, go ahead, try to stop us. How about this for subverting the Constitution? How about threatening the lives of lawyers and judges and legislators if they vote the way the Constitution says? Well, guess what? It's time for us to impose our will upon these criminals. And that's what we're asking the president to do. And I'm asking your listeners to go to wethepeopleconvention.org and look at the press release on the front page and then click on the link that says sign the petition to urge President Trump to do this. Because we think President Trump needs to do this. It's the most reasonable thing. And because it makes him the hero, Bob, he's not saying I'm going to declare martial law so you can install me as dictator for life. He's saying I'm going to protect your vote. I'm going to get, have a fair election, and I will live by whatever comes out of that fair election. That's being Tom, a president. That's being a leader. 
Tom, uh, I agree with you. That is exactly what being a leader is all about. Um, last thing, though, and again, please understand, I'm trying to give you a chance to answer the critical questions that you're going to get. Uh, these are not my personal views when I ask you these questions. But here's what they're also going to say. They're going to say, wait a minute. Every challenge that the Trump legal team has made in court has been kicked. Every piece of evidence that they say they have has been rejected. Uh, votes and recounts have been done in Georgia and Wisconsin and other places, and each time they do, it is certified that Biden got more votes. So since you have, at this point in time, no judicial uh, victories in, you know, in, this, in this circumstance, you have no uh, calls for a re-vote in very, various states, we have no calls for r- really anything, to be proven. All we have is allegations. The legal team has made tons of allegations and nothing is sticking thus far. So with that being the case, why would we go to the extreme measures of a martial, limited martial law and national military run, run, uh, revote, considering the fact that, like I said, so far evidence that has been presented has been kicked out of courts? Well, you, you come to a very important point, okay? Because again, you know, we all know that's garbage. All you had to do is watch the hearings yesterday from Arizona or watch the, you know, the, the Pennsylvania hearings last Wednesday to, to see the overwhelming evidence. And in our, in our article on our website, wethepeopleconvention.org, I say there's evidence of overwhelming fraud. And when you click on that, it goes to a page on our website where we're keeping track of all the fraud. The fact of the matter is, it is highly likely that we're going to win in the Supreme Court. Because if you, if you look at what Mark Levin's, you know, case that he made about the fact that, that unless the legislature approved it, it's not legal. And so there is a very good case. But here's the most important thing. This is why I, I, I took this, this step, because I think it's critical. You and I know the left has been proving, has, have been preparing for months to have, quote-unquote, Trump steal the election so we can call him a dictator and burn down the cities. Right. If you go to our website at WeThePeopleConvention.org, you'll see an article, a, a video with Tucker Carlson, where he says they're not just coming for Trump, they're coming for you. And on that page, I've got a video from Van Jones, the Marxist guy that was part of Obama's administration, that was published on October 26th, a week before the election. Watch that video, and you would think that Van Jones knew exactly what was going to happen. It's, it's unbelievable. It's scary. But here's the point. If we go through the courts and win, Bob, we're going to have the, all those you know, claims of, see, the deep state helped Trump. The courts are against us. They stole your vote. He's illegitimate. If we have a fair election conducted by the military, whoever wins, there ain't going to be anybody illegitimate. And I think we're going to win, and we're going to then prove what frauds all of this is, and then we're going to have the moral authority to go in and end this criminal activity once and for all. That's why this martial law decision is better than letting it go through the courts, because neither side is going to be happy going through the courts. But if we have the military put on an election, you bet. Everyone will go, okay, I can live with that. Yeah, if this does go to the Supreme Court, and if one Amy Coney Barrett is the deciding vote, <laughs> which on the way to invalidate the entire election and to, and to swing this in President Trump's favor, yeah, we haven't seen anything like what kind of violence we would see in our cities if that were to take place. So perhaps this, this will is stop the better that. of those. Yeah. 
Tom's I will stop that. That's right. Tom Zawistowski, president of the We the People Convention, calling in the in the Washington Times with a full page ad for limited martial law and a national revote conducted and run by the military. Tom, thank you so much. I'll encourage people again to go to WeThePeopleConvention.org and sign the petition if they believe this is the way to go. And I really appreciate you coming on to explain this, Tom. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you, Bob, and all that you do. Thanks for giving me a voice. Thank you, sir. God bless. 9.55. We're late getting out. We'll come right back after this.